This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing this today? It is uh, August 24th, Tuesday, August 24th. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Actually doing the daily financial news this morning from my computer because honestly, I can't find my headphones. Uh, I don't know. I think I took them off and put them down somewhere because this little cutie right here was chewing on them and I forgot where I put them. So sorry about that. We're going to do this from our computer. My intention, folks, just so you know, is once Happy gets to be about 12 weeks or so, uh, we will once again go outside. We will do these outside together. That will just be her morning walk. But right now she's under nine weeks, so we're going to keep her inside for a little while. Uh, so that is what is going on here. And again, why we are doing it from the computer and not my phone. Couple of quick things. If you were waiting for the binder strategy video uh, that Dion from Dion took uh, put out, uh, it is now in the course. Uh, it is that third video he was creating for self management. Uh, I put a post in the Facebook group, uh, but I wanted you to know here that that is now available and ready to rock and roll. So uh, do me a favor, take a look at it, and let's send Dion some love in the group. If you like it, ask him some questions. Uh, the binder strategy is a method he has used to get tenants to ask for rent increases and longer leases. That has worked 100% of the time. Uh, I went through it, listened to it. It was pretty amazing stuff. So uh, go ahead and take a look at that. Also, we got videos loaded from PopStream. I have videos coming in bonus sections for Burr and Airbnb, and probably even Section 8, we are locking that down. So lots of good stuff coming. Uh, again, the course, How to Get Started, One Rental at a Time. Uh, we're actually going to start with uh, Cuomo. Uh, Cuomo, I believe, has left the governor's office of New York, and uh, Happy, this guy right here, this girl right here, she let me know about an article where it appears uh, Mr. Cuomo may have left his dog, Champion, behind. Now, this blew up yesterday. It caught Happy's attention, and she was not very happy uh, that somebody would leave a dog behind. Uh, but it's come out today that maybe there was just miscommunication or whatnot. I don't believe it. I think he made a bad move. He was going to leave his dog champion behind. Bad, 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 Mr. Cuomo. That's not a good look. You're upsetting Happy. Uh, next up, what do we got? We got um, the eviction moratorium. It is now back in the Supreme Court's hands. The government uh, gave responses yesterday. We can expect an answer from the Supreme Court and really Brett Kavanaugh sometime this week, given what I've heard from other attorneys. Now, let's remember this new CDC uh, eviction moratorium started August 3rd, and now it is back in the hands of the Supreme Court on August 24th. What did I tell you back on August 4th, I believe? Uh, between two and three weeks, 10 and 15 business days, and lo and behold, we are back here again. This, folks, again, is 
rather fast for the judicial system, which often takes years to have cases rise through the courts. To get to get back within three weeks shows how urgent it is. I believe we are going to see Brett Kavanaugh pissed off and basically say, you freaking people didn't listen to me. And now it's gone. Obviously, that's my very biased opinion. Uh, for all I know, he's going to come out and say again, oh, it's okay. It's only got six weeks left. No big deal. Who knows? But it is back in the Supreme Court's hands. It does appear that they are going to rule on it as opposed to wait to early October. Lots of people were thinking this would wait to early October. Does not appear. Looks like we could have an answer this week or perhaps early next week. We shall see. Uh, looks like more clarity is coming about Fannie Mae uh, adopting rent payments for proof of uh, creditworthiness, which again, I believe is a step in the right direction. Uh, again, we talked first with Matt, the mortgage guy last Wednesday about this. Uh, there's been a lot of questions that I had about, okay, how would they do that exactly? Apparently, these are the three steps. Somebody applies for a mortgage now, they get a no answer. They get a no answer. Fannie Mae will then say, hey, if, if we applied 12 months of rent payments as um, credit, would that change the no to a yes? That's step one. If that comes back as a yes, then step two, Fannie Mae has to reach out or reach through the brokers to the borrower or prospective borrower and ask for permission to look at their bank statements. The bank statements will be checks, uh, debits, something of that nature. And if they have made 12 months of payments in a row, that will be considered good. And then that mortgage will be sellable. So again, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I do believe that, you know, 12 months of rent payments should be included. I clearly understand that owning a home is often more expensive than rent. But hey, if you can pay your rent on time for 12 months, you know, there's at least a decent shot that you should have a chance at home ownership. Hi, Happy. You really pissed off about Cuomo and his dog champion? Yeah, that was, that's not a good look. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, got more questions about Palantir. All right, Palantir buying gold. Actually, in their 10Q, their reason I thought was interesting. They actually wrote the words black swan. They wrote the words black swan, meaning they don't know what's coming, but they are expecting something bad. And again, remember yesterday, this is 2% uh, of their cash. Uh, the other thing to realize is there's a lot of um, theories out there that uh, Palantir has this access to information because they are big in the CIA, FBI, things of that nature. Um, having worked in the big data space, in the big platform space, having sold in the government, uh, I would certainly hope that uh, the peoples at Palantir who are offering the software are not kind of peeking in at the data. I'm not saying they are, but that's kind of what people are saying is Palantir has got to peek around the data and, um, you know, they're doing something with it. I'm, I just don't see that, but we shall see. Looks like there's a big battle going on in the Democratic Party. Looks like Nancy Pelosi has a real battle on their hand, keeping the centrists and the progressives, I don't know, different titles, the middle and the left, uh, in sync. Uh, looks like one party or one section of the Democratic Party wants to get the $1 trillion bill over the line first, while they battle or discuss the $3.5 on top of. 
There's another group that says, nope, we are not voting for that unless we have the 3.5 trillion at the same time. That's what happens when you have a really skinny majority. You got to keep everybody in line. I would not want that job. Woo. People in the middle, people on the left, right now, even in the same party, not getting along. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, next up, we got Michael Burry increasing his bet. If you don't know, Michael Burry uh, has been um, creating quite a ruckus uh, by shorting a couple of things. Uh, she, he first came out, shorted Tesla. Now he's shorting Kathy Wood. Uh, and now he's shorting kind of the U.S. economy. Uh, he is betting uh, that interest rates will rise and that that will cause bond yields to fall or bonds to fall in value. Uh, Michael Burry uh, basically thinks inflation is coming, where if you follow Kathy Wood, she obviously thinks deflation is coming. I actually think it's very likely that both Michael and Kathy could be right. I think I think Michael is making a very short-term call, very short-term call, meaning six to nine months. That's kind of, you know, he's looking for an outsized return on a specific bet, where I think Kathy Wood, given her ETF, she has a longer-term vision. She is betting on technology. Uh, so I think both, frankly, both could be right. Uh, just Michael is kind of, his time horizon is much shorter and Kathy's is longer. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh if anything about Michael is similar to The Big Short, uh, which is a movie about the last housing crash, if you haven't watched it, he is willing to hold on and... Hi, you were very chatty. Yeah, you're really pissed off about Cuomo, huh? That's just a bad look. That's a bad dude right there. Not cool, huh? Yeah, not cool. Uh, so again, uh, he's willing to suffer pain. He was able to do the right things in weight. So it will be interesting to see uh, where Michael goes with this. Uh, as is Kathy. Kathy has been right for a long time. Again, I think she's betting on deflation. I just think their time horizons are different, but we shall see. On to earnings announcements. We talked about them over the weekend. Uh, Best Buy beat top and bottom. And surprisingly, at least to me, same store sales were up 19.6%. Yes, folks, 19.6% for Best Buy. Palo Alto Network beat top and bottom. I kind of told you that one. They are in the... Uh, cybersecurity space, and just a rock and rolling company. And they upped guidance, which is pretty cool. Camping World, uh, a company I don't follow very often. Uh, Camping World beat, uh, I'm sorry, they doubled their quarterly dividend. Haven't heard that happen in a while. They took their quarterly dividend from 25 cents to 50 cents. Uh, Medtronic uh, beat top and bottom. Medtronic is actually calling out a rebound in non-urgent procedures. Yes, folks, last year, a lot of folks put off non emergency stuff. Now we are getting out of it. I really do believe we are going to run over this Delta virus uh, as consumers, and it will be a speed bump, not a wall like we ran into last year. What else? Oh, read an interesting article about a grocery store. This grocery store was in the South, 65 store strong. I've never heard of it, but I thought it was a very interesting article called Rose, Ruse Markets, R-O-U-S-E Market, 65 store strong. Apparently, for the last six months, they've only been receiving 40% of what they order from suppliers, highlighting the um, fall in um, you know, the supply chain, also rising costs. And for the record, he never got 100%. He says he used to average 90%. So quite a fall from 90% to 40%. Other things going on in the car industry, they are now realizing that just-in-time inventory that Toyota and the Japanese made famous in the 80s. 
is not what it's cracked up to be uh, when you have a supply chain disruption. They are now, they were operating in a world where they held two weeks of inventory. Now car manufacturers are saying going forward, they may hold six months of inventory. And if you are an investor in these stocks, realize what that means. That means more inventory on the balance sheet, more work in process, more capital tied up in inventory, right? Part of just-in-time inventory was um, they had more cash churning in the system. Uh, but if people go back and have six months of inventory versus two weeks, that will change. Uh, stimulus money, we're seeing reports on what people did with the stimulus money now, which I think is very interesting. Uh, not sure if this is surprising to you or not, but of the 18 to 34-year-olds, 49% of them invested at least half, which I think is cool. Um, just so you know, the math works as follows. 15% in individual stocks, probably those meme stocks, I'm guessing. 11% in crypto, 9% in mutual funds, 8% in ETFs, and 6% in others. Pretty interesting. Uh, we got the housing slowdown is real. We are seeing numbers uh, continually come in. We're seeing it in my private Facebook group. 1.32 million homes now, not quite the 2 million I was hoping for, but we're heading back in the same in a good direction. 7.3% more inventory than last month, which is very cool. Uh, gains are still crazy at 17.8%. Uh, last thing we'll talk about is rentals in New York City and the country. New York City rentals are hot, 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 lines out the door, no supply, uh, kind of a complete reverse of last year. Delta Fear is not involved. People are coming back to the cities, schools, office, things of that nature. Uh, and again, rents are up big time. Um, rent reductions and giveaways are a thing of the past. And then finally, saw an article from Zillow talking about just how bad rent inflation is. Apparently, of new leases signed, so these are not. These are not increases. These are new leases. Of new leases signed, the average increase is a whopping 17%, meaning the new tenant pays 17% more than the last tenant. Folks, this is inflation. This is what I think the Fed is missing. When we look at the gauge across 250 items, rent is, I think it was 1.9% last month. It is way higher than that. Inflation is a problem. The Fed is missing it. Wage inflation. Uh, supply chain, all of this stuff. So uh, we will see what's going on. Uh, again, it is Tuesday, which means we talk with the Lumberjack at eight and Omar at nine. I look forward to those conversations. And yes, Happy wants to remind you to smash the thumbs up button. Uh, leave a comment if you would like, and also subscribe. Uh, she is going to be my co-host uh, for the next decade or so, I hope. And we will see you every morning. You will see her grow up right on this channel. So take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Bye.